Hello, and welcome back. We're so glad you've joined us for another tale about the Peters children. Last week, we launched our first podcast, Penelope Peters Tells a Lie. So it was an extremely special week. And because it was so special, we awarded prizes to the first two people who responded after hearing the hidden hymn in the story. So hooray for winners Liam from Concord, California, and Caleb from Torrance, California. From now on though, there will only be one winner. So listen carefully, and when you hear the title or a line from a famous hymn buried in the story, make sure to quickly email us at whimsywins at gmail.com. That's spelled W-H-I-M-S-Y-W-E-N-S at gmail.com. And if yours is the first email with the right answers, we will send you a prize. Now sit back and listen closely to a story about Penelope Peters' brother Pearson in Pearson Peters Grumbles and Complains. Pearson and Penelope Peters were only allowed to watch TV and play video games on the weekends. During the week, their parents were compelled to make sure that they had completed all of their homework and that they weren't distracted from chores or family time by all the awesomeness that TV and video games had to offer. Penelope didn't mind so much because she disliked video games anyway and had always preferred reading to watching TV. But Pearson didn't necessarily agree with the rule. But he did generally abide by it respectfully. One thing about the rule that really bugged Pearson was that even on the weekends, they were only allowed to watch TV or play video games for two hours. Two measly hours. Pearson was unhappy about this rule because he could barely get to level 20 of Tent Day, the survival video game he played with his friends. But he usually made do with what he had been given. Friday after school, Pearson, Finn Wells, and Liam Allen had agreed to meet for tent day at the same time on Saturday morning. They would all begin playing the game with their headsets at 10 a.m. Pearson Peters was willing to spend all two hours of his weekend time in that single session. But of course, Pearson did think to himself, Finn and Liam are so lucky. They get four hours for the whole weekend. I bet they get to the 50s levels. Pearson didn't give voice to his thought because it was so fleeting that he almost didn't recognize he had thought it. Pearson jumped off the bus, waved bye to his buddies, grabbed Penelope's hand, and raced up their driveway. Penelope was slower than Pearson but happily ran alongside. She loved Fridays too because Daddy Peters usually got home early and they often ordered pizza for dinner. Hello, children! Mama Peters greeted Pearson and Penelope as they walked through the door. She gave both of them big hugs and handed them a cookie. Hi, Mama, the children replied simultaneously, flinging their bags on the floor and taking the cookies that were held out to them. Well, tell me all about it, Mama Peters prodded, her way of asking them about their day at school. Penelope usually had much more to say than Pearson, but they both regaled her with stories of art, music, math, science, and especially P.E. Penelope droned on and on about one of her paintings in art, and Pearson listened impatiently, waiting to tell Mama about his day. Pearson's favorite subject in school was P.E., and he spoke passionately about it. His teacher, Mr. Jacobs, had just begun testing them for the state fitness tests. Pearson really shined in those tests. In a single minute, he could do nine pull-ups, 23 push-ups, and he could run the half mile in four and a half minutes. 
He was very competitive and sure did love the challenge of beating his latest records. Mr. Jacobs often nodded his approval, which motivated Pearson to work even harder. Pearson knew better than to brag to all the kids in the class, but sometimes he bragged to himself. Mama Peters usually reminded Pearson, let another man praise you and not your own lips, Pearson. That was a proverb, and Pearson was amazed that Mama Peters knew when he was bragging inside of his own head. Okay, kids, I'm glad you had fun today and you learned so much. Penelope, you'll have to show me your art project when it dries on Monday. Maybe we can find a place on the mantel for it. Mama Peters nodded toward the mantel above the fireplace where all of the kids' best art projects were placed in decorative order. Now, Daddy and I have decided that we are going to go get pizza and head to the drive-in tonight. So, we will get showered, put on our PJs, and we will head out to watch the amazings. Penelope and Pearson Peters let out a loud, Yahoo! and raced upstairs excitedly. The Amazings was the most awesome computer-generated images movie ever. It was all about incredible superheroes who find themselves in predicaments that usually lead to them saving the whole wide world. Pearson was especially excited because now it also meant he didn't have to miss out on some TV watching because of Tent Day. He would get the best of both worlds. He could watch a whole movie on Friday night, and on Saturday morning, he would get to play his video game. Just then, Daddy Peters came home to find two clean and eager children, already dressed in their pajamas. Whoa! Who are these two creatures? Where are my children? Daddy Peters looked back and forth between Penelope and Pearson, teasing them about their appearance. Daddy, it's us! Penelope replied, somewhat alarmed. She was never quite sure if what she was hearing was true or a joke. Aw, oh, come on. Daddy's just kidding, Penelope, Pearson authoritatively chided. Daddy Peters didn't stop there, but continued with his kidding. I know their voices, but I don't recognize their faces. It was a good thing that Mama Peters stepped in right then and there. Hello, dear. These are your children but they're both a little bit afraid they may lose the joy of seeing a movie if they do so much as sneeze wrong. So, they're on their best behavior and all cleaned up and ready to go. Which reminds me, you should do the same. Mama Peters kissed Daddy Peters on the lips and handed him a cookie. I'll go change my clothes, but I'm nervous about taking these aliens with us to the movies. I don't want Penelope and Pearson to be jealous that we aren't taking them with us, Daddy Peters added as he walked upstairs. Mama, I do not think he really knows it's us, Penelope remarked, her eyes pleading. Sweetie, Daddy is just teasing. Of course he knows it's you. Now help me get packed up so we can head out. Mama Peters grabbed the family backpack and threw in a blanket. Soon, the Peters family was driving the blue van to Pizza Earth, to pick up two large pepperoni and sausage pizzas, their favorite pizzas, from their favorite pizza place. Before long, they were deep into the storyline of the Amazings as they munched on their pizza, popcorn, and candy. Pearson glanced at his parents with affection. He thought to himself, my parents are the best ever. The night ended, and the exhausted Peters kids crawled into their beds after doing kind of a bad job of brushing their teeth. 
Sometimes, when it was very late, they were lazy about little chores, but hopefully their dentist, Dr. Remmer, wouldn't notice too much at their next checkup. Dr. Remmer often had to remind Pearson to floss, 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 floss his boss, and it's a way to avoid tooth loss. Pearson did have to admit that he loved Dr. Remmer's poems, but he liked them a whole lot better when they were directed at Penelope and not at him. The next morning, Pearson rubbed his eyes and wondered briefly what day it was. He suddenly realized it was Saturday. Video games! He nearly shouted with glee. Instead, he jumped out of bed and ran downstairs where Mama Peters was already preparing the French toast. Pearson and Penelope and Daddy Peters loved French toast. It was their favorite breakfast, and Mama Peters made it on most Saturdays. She even made her own lip-smacking, mouth-watering syrup, which was not as thick as the store-bought syrup, but Pearson and Penelope did not know any better. They had only had store-bought syrup once, and it was a faint memory, so they couldn't fathom ever having anything but the warm and sticky brown liquid right from Mama Pearson's saucepan. Pearson licked his lips in anticipation of the yummy goo. Mama Peters greeted Pearson. Morning, buddy. Did you read your Bible and do your prayer journal? The Peters children had received little beginning Bibles last Christmas, and they were supposed to read them every day and write prayers in their journals. Pearson's journal was pretty cool. In fact, it had the amazings on the front cover and could kind of be distracting if Pearson didn't really know what he should pray for. But most days, if he couldn't think of what to pray about, Mama Peters seemed ready to remind him. Pearson ran upstairs and read the story about the Israelites complaining and getting manna from heaven. Then they disobeyed and gathered too much manna when God told them explicitly not to gather any more than they could eat in a day. Pearson sure did enjoy that story. He imagined if God had only rained candy down from heaven. He thought about how hard it would be for him to gather too much candy, but then thought that he could probably easily eat more than a whole pillow sack of Halloween candy in a single day. Pearson went on to write a prayer in his prayer journal, asking God to help him win at tent day later. That was really beginning to grow bigger in his mind as he thought about his character on tent day. After breakfast, Pearson asked Mama Peters if it was okay to go play tent day. Daddy Peters answered before Mama Peters, you may play your game, but first help Mama Peters clear the table. Pearson hurriedly cleared the table and handed Penelope the dishes to load in the dishwasher. Afterward, he raced into the living room, put on his headset, and turned on the TV. His friends were already playing. Hey, Finn. Hey, Liam. What level are you guys on? Pearson asked his friends, unable to mask his excitement. Finn and Liam noted their levels, and the three of them played on, working hard to fight for their lives on tent day. Moments into the game, Pearson heard Mama Peters yell from the top of the stairs, Pearson Peters, you need to clean your room. Only Pearson didn't really pay attention to Mama Peters. He played on, trying to concentrate on dropping some ammo into a position that would work best for himself. But suddenly, in the middle of his crouch, the screen went completely dark, and Pearson's headset was silent. Pearson, startled and at once angry, groused, What happened? I happened, Pearson. Daddy Peter stood glaring at Pearson, remote control in one hand and the cord of the headset in the other. But 
Daddy, I, I was in the middle of... Pearson began, only to be interrupted. Pearson Peters, Mama Peters called you. You didn't move a muscle. You need to go upstairs right now and obey Mama, Daddy Peters said sternly. Pearson knew better than to resist Daddy Peters at all. He walked upstairs, a bit unsettled that he so abruptly left his game on tent day. Whatever Mama Peters needed, he would try to do it as fast as he could in order to get back to his game. Pearson, this room is a disaster. I didn't know your room was so messy. You know the rule. You're supposed to clean your room before any weekend screen time, Mama Peters said, clearly trying hard to maintain a calm voice. Penelope had poked her head around the corner, a unicorn in hand, trying to eavesdrop on the excitement. When she realized that it was just another day with a filthy room, she went back to playing house with her unicorn and miniature cars. She was forever pretending that all of her toys were people. Pearson followed Mama Peters into his room and began picking up the clothes from his floor. He shoveled the pile into the hamper as Mama Peters' eyes were riveted on him. Pearson, are those clothes dirty? Mama Peters queried. I recall folding those yesterday and placing them on your bed. Well, Pearson began, trying not to think about how he actually did know they were clean. He was trying to convince himself that he really couldn't quite remember when he had last worn the clothes and that it must have been so long ago that they were filthy and needed to be washed. But Mama Peters was on to him and she stared him down with that hairy eyeball of hers. Pearson, you know very well those clothes are clean. You need to tidy up properly every single thing. You are not to take shortcuts and to be sure that you have done a good job, I will sit right here on your bed and watch you do your room. Mama Peter sat down on the bed, crossing her arms. Pearson began to grow angry. He would never get his room done fast enough to finish his game with Liam and Finn. If he really had to clean every single thing, he was not going to be finished until midnight if he were lucky. And so he began to miserably mutter to himself, who put these building blocks here? What happened to my display case? Penelope didn't put my cars back. I, I don't know where my other shoe is. He went on and on until finally Mama Peters had had enough. Pearson, you have lost your privilege. No video games, no TV. You may not have any of that this weekend. And with that declaration, she walked out of the room. Pearson, stunned, Yet resisting silence began a different monologue. That's not fair. I never get to play. Mama probably thinks it's all my fault. But, but Penelope plays in here just as much as I do. She should have to help me. That's it. I'm going to go ask that she help me. He marched out of the room, down the hall to where Penelope was playing. You, you need to help me, Pen, Pearson exclaimed, his voice trembling with frustration. Huh? Penelope looked up from her game. Y you need to help me clean my room. Pearson began to raise his voice. Why? Penelope demanded. Be be because, Pearson stammered loudly. It was then that Daddy Peters entered the room. What's going on here? He asked, his voice firm and authoritative. Pearson quickly explained his reasoning, but Daddy Peters seemed unmoved. He told Pearson to go back to his room and Penelope to continue playing. Pearson plopped on his bed, disgruntled, 
Daddy Peters followed. Pearson, Mama Peters says you were grumbling and complaining, Daddy Peters remarked and continued, and you seem wretched. Well, well, I really wanted to play my game, Pearson responded, tears beginning to run down his face. Pearson, I wonder if this game has become too important to you. I think it might be. You know the rule is to have a clean room before you play video games or watch TV on the weekends. That isn't something new to you. But that was also not important to you. At least it was not important enough for you to obey. And even though you are to do everything without grumbling, you also complained and complained when Mama Peters reminded you to obey. On top of that, you treated your sister angrily, as if she were at fault. Daddy Peters had a real knack for summing up Pearson's behavior in just a few sentences. Upon hearing about his offenses, Pearson suddenly realized that he was not nearly so miserable about the game now. He was miserable because he had complained. He had been disrespectful to his parents when he had disobeyed their rules, and he was rude to his sister because he hadn't gotten his way. What a mess! But that wasn't the worst of it. Daddy Peters added something that jolted Pearson Peters' heart right in the center. And you weren't complaining to yourself, Pearson. You were complaining to God about God. You were telling God that this was all his fault. Because when we complain, we are upset with the plan that is happening in our lives. And we are angry at God for his plan. Romans 9 asks us, Who are you, O man, to answer back to God? And you should have thought twice about who you are, just a little guy, to talk to God that way about God. Well, that really got to him. Pearson felt like somebody had punched him right in the gut. He was angry with God and was complaining to God about God. It had really started much earlier when he thought that video games and TV should not have such limitations. Only the night before, he had complained in his heart that Finn and Liam got to play more than he did. And it had all started when he had begun to doubt his parents' wisdom about how much playing he should be allowed. And he had grumbled about all of this because he was loving Tent Day far more than loving God. Pearson's heart was broken, and he confessed, Daddy Peters, I really don't know what to do now. Well, Pearson, that's a good start. Remember, if you confess your sins, God is faithful to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Pearson, all you can do is confess your sins and repent. Daddy Peter spoke gently to Pearson, which made Pearson feel even sadder over what he had done. You seem miserable, Pierce. I know that when I confess and repent, I find that once again, it is well with my soul. Oh, how right Daddy Peters was. In a moment, he knelt down and prayed with Pearson, who confessed his sin to God, Mama Peters, and Penelope Peters. Together, Daddy and Mama Peters determined that perhaps there were better ways to use the screen than with Tent Day, and Pearson heartily agreed. Pearson's room did get clean that night, and Pearson did feel happy inside again. Pearson looked at his parents for the second time that weekend and said to himself, I have the best parents in the world. Only this time, it wasn't because he was getting his own way. It was because he was obeying God's way, and that always feels better than getting your own way. Hey everyone, here I am again with Grandmom's Corner. So, what did you think of this week's story? When I listened about how Pearson reacted when he didn't get his way, I had to admit that I gripe and complain too when I don't get my way. 
and I'm an adult who should know better. I thought of another verse in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 which says, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Instead of complaining, let's all think of ways to be thankful about everything, even about summer almost being over and having to go back to school. You may be tempted to complain because you'll have to get up early or because there might be lots of homework, but don't do it. Give thanks that you'll be learning some new things and that you may meet some new friends along the way. It's so hard to give thanks in everything, isn't it? But we must not give up. Keep asking God for his help. When you find yourself complaining or throwing a temper tantrum, you can go straight to God and confess your sin of anger and your sin of grumbling against Him. And when you do that, your heart will feel happy again, just like Pearson's. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this week's podcast about the Peters children. We look forward to next week when another adventure will be available. So make sure to come back soon. All for now.